Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Jerry Eves, Sports Radio. That's a brand name. Like Pepsi. That's a brand name. I stand behind it. I guarantee it. They know that even if they don't know me any more than they know the the, the chairman of General Mills. Good afternoon and welcome to Sports Radio. Call now, 502-571-1080 or toll free, 877-904-1080. You can tweet Jerry at JerryEves5. That's JerryEves5 on Twitter. This is Sports Radio on Talk Radio 1080. Uh Uh-oh, guess what day it is? Huh? Anybody? Julie, hey, guess what day it is? It's hump day. Hump day? Hump, hump, hump day? Hump, 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 hump Hump day. (laughs) That laugh kills me. Thank you, Geico Commercial. Eve Sports Radio, it is July the 15th, 2020. Wednesday in the Louisville area, another fantastic day. Get out, get some sunshine, vitamin D, social distance, be courteous to other people, and thank you for listening to Eve Sports Radio. Today, very, very, very intellectual show. I've got a gentleman here that I watched playing against my brother, Kerry Hughes. He was truly an idol. The Hackett family always has been. He's a New York boy. New York. He's a Newburgh boy, and so am I, and a lot of people in this uh, city. And we're bringing on the Wilbur Hackett along with the unsung hero, Paul Carroll. Carter Holmes. Holmes. Uh Uh-oh, Wilbur's trying to correct Carter Holmes. Well, of course, let me just give you straight. I grew up in Carter Holmes also. Carrie, we all grew up in Carter Holmes. Then we went to Newburgh. So you're... I only came to Newburgh on a case. On a case? Yeah. I'm going to bring on Wilbur Hackett. <laughs> Wilbur, welcome to Esports Radio. How are you? Thank you. Thank you, Jerry. Thanks for having me. Glad to be here. Well, let's get it straight. Let's talk about Carter Holmes. Yeah. Yeah, I was born in Winchester, Kentucky, but mm-hmm. I grew up. You're Hackett. Butch Beard. We all know. Yeah, yeah. Butch Beard, mm-hmm. my first cousin, Ruthann. Ruthann. Who was from Winchester, but I grew up in Carter Holmes and... Uh, Carter Holmes is where I, I, I learned to play sports and, and is where I uh, went to elementary school to Joseph S. Carter and, uh, and, and, uh, and, and fought every day with the guys from Southwick and Little Africa. So that's who I am. And when, uh, on occasions, I would come out to Newburgh and uh, play a little baseball. Play a little baseball. Yeah, back in the day when, when we couldn't play anywhere else. And that's before they had the Watterson Expressway. Came up Newburgh Road to – but like we were coming out of town when we came out to play the, the Broadmoor Bears. That's, that's before your time. Way before my time. But yeah. That's Kerry's time. Yeah, yeah. We sure. ran you back to Carter Holmes yeah. also. Yes, you did. <laughs> <laughs> no. Wilbur, I appreciate taking the time out to come in. People do not know that uh, Wilbur just had a hip surgery. 
And uh, he's saying he got some faulty parts from some Louisville doctors. But I'm not going to say that. I'm going to let Wilbur tell the world about his hip surgery. Well, I, I just had I, I had my left hip replaced. <laughs> I, I am struggling a bit, but certainly glad to be here. It's coming along. And uh, my friend Paul Karam told me well, that possibly I, uh, I might have got a used hip from uh, from an old U of L football player. Somebody like Lena Lowe. They said that the hip wasn't brand new. So anyway, so is that what you're saying? Yeah, I'm struggling a little bit, but I'm coming along. Well, let's bring Paul Karam to the show. Paul, thank you for bringing Wilbur in. You did not have to try to crack the jokes on my University of Louisville. Dr. Shea and Bottenhauser are the best doctors in town. And Wilbur is just struggling because Wildcats are a little soft, Paul. That's all. I just want to make sure we get it out. And, Paul, quarterback, 1968-72, part of, you know, some of those little soft Wildcats. That's all. But, Paul, welcome to Esports Radio, and thanks for coming. Thank you, Jerry. Uh, honored to be here. I'm looking at your schedule this year for the Simmons men's and women's basketball. It looks a little bumpy. I don't know if we can go 500 or not just by looking at these teams. Oh. But with your leadership, I'm sure that you can. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thank you. Guys, and everyone understands that we're social distancing, so we're passing my phone around from person to person. So you have to bear with us, but we do have a very important show today. We understand it's trying times and that our community as a whole is trying to find its path. We do understand that Paul Karam did the movie with Black and Blue. It was a documentary, 90 Minutes, which was a fantastic show. Paul and I want to, again, commend you on what you've done. I watched that with Mike Vine and a few other people. Where were we? Was that Alderman Country Club or Big Springs? And watched it, and it was really, really, really interesting, and I thought educational because I told people. The only way, and, and Wilbur, the bulk of the show is going to be directed to you because you lived it. You understand it better than I do because you truly have experienced a lot of things we're going to talk about. But we have to re-educate ourselves is the key to trying to turn this around. But First and foremost, I just want to let everyone understand, 1967 to 70, University of Kentucky Wildcat, along with Greg Page, Houston Hogg, and Nathaniel Northington. The Great Four, the statue, which I am super proud of. Um, I've told people in this community, I give University of Kentucky a ton of credit. I really do, because they have understood some of the evils, and they are trying to put the olive branch out to make sure that they let everyone understand that there were mistakes made. And I have to get my university, the University of Louisville, which thinks that they have done nothing wrong, to understand they have. And that's the problem, understanding your history. So, of course, my brother, Kerry Eves, very close friend of yours, went to the University of Kentucky. I was running on... Oh, super, super person. I was running on that campus for forever. But see, and that's one thing, Paul, and this is going to be a real show. And and I'm going to get after you a little bit, Paul, because when I say Kerry Eads, you said great athlete, great person, great person, great person, great person. But when we're starting to break down the barriers, that's the first thing that has to go, being honest with you. It cannot be described as, Athletically, we have to talk about who the person is that made the school what it is. And I don't want you to take it wrong, Paul. You're going to get after me some in this, too. 
I want you to understand that. Don't hold back today. This is a real show about real issues because I have tons of people that listen. I'm guys, tons of people. Thank God for Matt Jones and people have stayed on and given Jerry Eves an opportunity. So they've gotten a chance to know who I am and what I stand for. So when I'm telling you, you got tons of people listening to you, you've got the city listening to you. And, and I want us to get into it. But you were a three-year starter, of course. First African-American team captain of any sport in the SEC. That's, again, that's why I take my hat off to Kentucky quite a bit. We all understand the Adolph Rupp piece, and we're going to get into that. But still, in any sport right. sitting in front of us. So I just wanted to make sure that I brought you on correctly. Paul also, great job with Black and Blue. Four-year quarterback at the University of Kentucky. And, and guys, we got a real show in store. So, Wilbur, I'm going to let you start where you think the show should go. What would you like to say first about the climate of the country, not just the state of Kentucky, right now today? Well, I think without a question, we've uh, we've had some setbacks with the uh, – ratio uh, climate uh, in, the, in the country. And, and I think a lot of it is due to the leadership and the direction that the country has been going in for the last three years. Uh, however, uh, during the recent uh, pandemic uh, mm -hmm. with the, with the, with the deaths of, uh, with the deaths of, uh, of some uh, of the uh, Breonna Taylor, Breonna Taylor and George, George Floyd, Floyd. Mm -hmm. I think there's, there's a, there's a new reality here. And I think it's opened the eyes of, of a lot of people as to what the what the what the uh, racial climate mm -hmm. truly is. Mm -hmm. Now we thought we had we have made progress, okay. but we also have found out with with, uh, with with the deaths of the the Brianna and and George and and, and Aubrey mm -hmm. that that we have a lot of issues that are racially uh, that have racial issues behind them, and 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 we're not as far as we have advanced as far as we. Uh, uh, thought we had a ban, and a lot of it is since systemic, systemic mm -hmm. racism. Gotcha. And I think that's what we're dealing with. So I think we've had to take a step back and and, and reassess where we are. How much progress have we made? Yes, we made progress, but point. there's still a ways to go. And 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 I, but but the beauty of it all is when I look at the demonstrations and the and the. Uh, uh, the, the person who was a protester, mm -hmm. I see a diverse group of, of, of people, young yes. people, yes. and a large group of white, uh, young white people who have joined the effort yes. to make sure that these changes are going to take place. And I think that's the difference. So it used to be in the past when we were segregated, mm -hmm. it was the, the majority of the marches were Martin Luther King marches. Martin, Martin yes. Luther King. When mm -hmm. we marched back in 1968 here in mm -hmm. Louisville, Kentucky. Mm -hmm. The majority, the majority of the, of the marches, and I was one of them. Lucky Land Casino asking people, "What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?" Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mm -hmm. We marched from 22nd and Oak to, to uh, uh, Teller Boulevard out to the south end, and we'll stop right there. We, the majority, almost 100%, well, not quite, the, the, the large majority of the marches were African-American. But now, today, when I look, when you look at the marches and the protests, 
there's a diverse, there's a diverse group and a strong mix of young white Americans. So I think that we need the, the support yes. uh, uh, of the white community. And, and, and today I see it happening. So I think that's going to be the deal. The Wilbur Hackett, one of the fantastic four at University of Kentucky. Paul, you reached out to me to initiate this show. And I really appreciate it because it, I really wanted this to happen. As a white gentleman that went to University of Kentucky, got to see the school grow through the first integration of the football team to today, your opinion, where are we and where do we have to go? Well, we obviously, there's pain out there, okay? And I told one time, uh, I think Wilbur, you and I were with Billy Reed. And um, I'm, uh, he asked me some sort of question because I come from a Lebanese family, a big, huge Lebanese family. And um, ha- it was a, some sort of race uh, issue question. And I said, what I've learned in making this film is this. I have no idea, and neither does any other white person, what it's like to grow up black in America. And um, my um, piece was to get the film done and to start the force to get the statues up, because what you did was remarkable. But I think that what I'd like to address today is the power of sports and athletics. Yes. And with all due respect to this gentleman to my left, who's a great basketball player, coach, athletic director, I don't know, I don't believe there's a sport that makes color or differences in people go away like there is in football especially when we had Charlie Bradshaw and we were put through the gauntlet and then the next guy came and then things weren't even any better, but at least we weren't physically, you know, we didn't, I mean, first, the first sessions we had when I was a freshman, I lost 17 pounds and, um, but color went away with football and we were so bonded. How you get, you and I have been friends now for, what are you, 84? <laughs> you're you're well, 70 years old. I'm 69. <laughs> you're 70 years old. I'm 69. We've been friends from, since we were 15 years old and, and friends in every way and exactly. in, in every social setting that's out there. Exactly. And that came to us through football. Mm-hmm. And if you look at what sports has done with this issue in history, Nelson Mandela and and uh, and and the the, the soccer team exactly. when he got out of prison for heaven's sakes and he was smart enough to to put himself so far away from orchestrating that and not not to be in any way selfish and just so magnanimous so i think sports is jerry maybe sports is our way out of this mm-hmm. no i would i would agree Paul and- I don't disagree with the aspect of football because it's more team oriented because you have players in positions that have a job to do. That's And the numbers, no question. When you have 11 people that have to do their job, without a doubt, it brings camaraderie. Sports is, guys, the answer. We have lost our way sports-wise, and I have no problem with it. I've benefited from professional sports playing it and coaching it. But the money has gotten so great that it has misled the African-American community, Wilbur, to where now, if you're not LeBron James, Paul was reading out my schedule. I have players that used to sit in front of me saying, how do I get to the pros? I told them, "Uh, through comic books. There's no way. 
<laughs> you're not getting that. But because sports has been sold so heavily, just like entertainment, rap music, because of the money value that they think it has taken the mindset of African-Americans away from the educational factor that used to be in place when schools were desegregated to where we are today when the reading levels are just straight awful guts. They're awful. I don't want to take you all through it, right. but when I'm telling you they're so bad, they're woeful. So what has to change is we've got players now. And, Paul, I told you this last week. Well, before we get to break, I want you all to think about this. Because some things catch our attention and some things don't. When the magnifying glass and the sun is beaming on your forehead, of course, we all notice it. It's hot. But Wilbur, when the NFL said straight that the Rooney rule did not work, which meant the hiring of African-American head coaches into the NFL did not work, we're going to have to do something different. I heard, and I have a sports talk show, three players make a statement, three out of all the NFL football players that are African-American. No one was worried about it. No one made a stance. No one made a statement. No one cared at all about other opportunities in this business. But we see the things on television that is now supposedly galvanized us because the magnifying glass is on our forehead. Great leadership sees it all the time. Not some of the time. Tunnel vision is not good for a leader. Leader can't be tunnel vision. He has to see what's going on before it happens. What makes a great coach? Denny Crum. He was setting things up for when he had to win the game. The play before. Two plays before. He was thinking ahead. We have in America no leadership. I'm talking about from the high school ranks, our, our principals, our guidance counselors, to the college level. Our athletic directors, our presidents, guys, no matter what we want to say, when the money has gotten so far out of line, you'll hear communism, socialism, and capitalism. The money has gotten so twisted in America today, we don't know what this country is founded on. So we're going to go to break. It's 1224. I have the Wilbur Hackett. I don't have to say anything else. Phenomenal gentleman sitting in with me. I've got Paul Karam who set this up, quarterback, University of Kentucky. This is Eve Sports Radio, 502-571-1080. When we come back, we're going to address some of the issues, what COVID-19 has done, the NBA, along with the jerseys and the names on the back, or the phrases on the back, and what Wilbur Hackett's stance is on that. Eve Sports Radio, I'll talk to you in a minute. Welcome back to Eden Sports Radio. It's 12.27 on Wednesday. I think that's the 15th of July, but don't hold me to it. I am a third grade reject. I have to do better. I have to do better. I've got Wilbur Hackett sitting in with me. We are social distancing. We do keep our mask up. Mask back over, Wilbur. You're not on. Paul, mask back on. So that we are following the guidance and the leadership of the people that we elect. But... Again, Wilbur, Paul, I just appreciate you all coming in. Um, very, very, very difficult show, but I want to continue. During the break, Wilbur, I was telling you, and I was telling our listeners, 
that they don't understand capitalism, socialism going on in America. But you've got universities that are furloughing and laying employees off. We understand what COVID-19 does. Mm -hmm. Trying time for all businesses. But at the same time, you have the coaches making over a million taking a 10% pay cut. Who does it hurt the most? The person that was making $40,000 lose his job or the coach that's making $5 million and get back 500000 He still makes four point five. These universities, places of higher learning with board of trustees and people that are supposed to be making decisions for the well-being. Guys, I don't know what's happening. That's the problem. Yeah. And honestly, I have fault. I went to Bevins when he was former governor and tried to get on the Louisville board. I have now, I'm going to go to Brashear, beat his door down. Because I don't understand, my little simple brain, how people make decisions that they make today for the whole. So what happens is the masses are at the bottom protesting because they are being mistreated. Mm -hmm. And the upper elite are making so much money. Don't call out any coach, but there's a coach in North Carolina, Duke University. I don't know if you know who that guy is, Mm -hmm. but he's roughly making 200,000 bucks, 200,000 a week. So he has a press conference telling everybody ranting and raving, Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter. Give back some money and let's, you can help it matter. Change the economic basis of the athletes. It will matter. You'll never hear that. You have commissioners of leagues, Wilbur, Paul, that make $5.5 million a year. You understand? That's $150,000 a week, guys. Commissioners, they don't get touched. They don't catch a ball. They don't run a ball. They don't recover a fumble, Wilbur. They don't call a play, and they're not practice every day. But then when we say pay the student-athletes, and we see that all colleges are so nervous now because the social activist has kicked in, mm-hmm. the magnifying glass is on the young people's forehead, which I hate because they think they have to. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. React. When they should have had leaders before them reacting the whole time. So Wilbur and Paul, I'm throwing it to you. You are the head coach at University of Kentucky. I'm the head coach at the University of Louisville. And, Paul, you're the assistant coach at the University of Kentucky. What would you be telling <laughs> What would you be telling your athletes today, Wilbur? Well, I think, I think we need to do with the protest. Uh, I think, they need, I think the, the players and the coaches and the universities need to be more involved with what the reality and actuality of why the, the protests are taking place. And uh, as, a, as, a, as a young man growing up in Louisville, mm-hmm. I was always active in the social aspect of, of, my, of Louisville because I marched in the, uh, uh, the marches and the protests mm-hmm. uh, for open housing and for, for desegregate, desegregation in Louisville. Mm-hmm. When I was at UOK, I was very active in the, in the uh, uh, everyday uh, politics of the university community. Okay. I was active in the Black Student Union. I was in the Black uh, 
the uh, Black Voice of UK. I was, a, I was singing in the choir because I wanted to be a part of that movement that was making the change. And, it, and when we were at UK, it was about that change. So I think today these coaches need to need to be more involved in what's happening in the community aspect of their players' life. Now they go to the they go to the neighborhoods. They go to Newburgh, they go to Carter Homes, they go to Southwick, and bring these players and get their talent mm-hmm. to enhance their careers. So I think coaches and and the universities need to come 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 out of their shell and 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 be more involved in what's happening in everyday life. Paul, I think I think I think they are to some point, but I think they need to be more involved. Okay, Paul. Well, what is your question, Jerry? Is your question, should the athletes be more active or should they get paid? Because you kind of led with there, two, two, yes, two prongs there. There, there. there is a two prong. First thing, you have the leadership that has to direct. Wilbur Hackett just made a statement that universities go to African-American communities and bring talent that makes the university money, Paul. No question. Billions, not millions anymore. Billions of dollars. So, should they be more involved in those communities to where they come and get the players as for education, developing school systems, teaching reading programs to where they're giving back so that the young men are more suitable for employment? Paul, this is what I'm going to say publicly. If universities, as many African Americans that have come through all these universities throughout the states and the hiring practices are what they are, and they are hideous when it comes to African-Americans. As for head coaches, they are, without a doubt, hideous. Is my education worth anything that when I leave, the university never says that we value his education and intelligence? They value my athletic skill, but soon as I'm done playing, nepotism takes over, which is a fact. I can tell you through Petrino and his son, Petino and his son, Tom Jurch and his son, I have no problem with Charlie Tyree, Vince Tyree's son. You can see the bloodlines work, but it does not work for the African-Americans. So the two-prong is, should they be giving back? And are the educations worth anything if at the end of the day, when it comes to job opportunities and health care, we're not receiving them? Well, here's what I think. I think back to our time when we were in school and we were on full scholarships that we could make of what we wanted. We could become doctors, lawyers, get an MBA or whatever. And that opportunity was given to us because we could play football. Okay. I don't think you should insist on athletes getting paid, uh, Jerry, just because some coach makes $8 million. One wrong does not mean that something has to be insistent on another thing. I have an uncomfortableness with athletes getting paid in college. I think it will hurt Amateur athletics. Mm-hmm. Other people have a different opinion, and I understand that. But I wait a minute. I have to look at. I have to. I have to look at it. I'll come to you next. I have to look. You said this was a real show. Real show. I have to look at it through my eyes, and my eyes tell me if I got paid in college, that money would have gone right down the sewer. I think education, as you've named it, if you're getting paid or not. You have to educate these kids and tell them where they're going after school, and you have to be dedicated to them. After they get their degree. And that's what's missing. Okay, well, great. No, and that is missing, Paul, because if you are, when you have the percentage, when you have 20 out of your 22 starters, not counting your punters and kickers on football after Americans, and then you turn to see 
what is working with them, you see the education. It's a fact, Paul, because we're not there. We're there playing. We're being tutored by the best, but it never develops into occupations after that. We'll right, go that's right ahead. That's where more of an effort has to be made. And, 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 and to your point, Paul, I, I think you have a re- really good point, but, but I, I, I firmly believe <laughs> that the millions and billions of dollars, billions, billions of dollars that are taken in by these universities because of the skills and the athletic abilities of these athletes and the money that's bought into the university, I think some of that money should be given back to the athletes for the efforts that they make to make the universities. How? How? Well, it can okay. be done, Paul. I'm going to get you. I don't have the system. Hold on, hold on. Let me finish, Paul. Paul, Paul, Paul. I don't have that. But that's not, that's, that, that's not for me to, to to come up with that system. But it can be done. That's you can do it. Paul, 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 Paul. It's my turn. Oh, Paul. It's not your show. Here's the problem. I'm in, Paul? I'm in the room with two African-American. No question. African-American college. Absolutely. You can't get on. Finally, you know how we feel. Now, here's the problem. I'm going to answer your question, though, Paul, because I don't want anybody to forget. Thank you for a real show. First thing, it's not amateur. That's a lie. That is the cloak that they put out there that they said, you've got college coaches. I've got baseball coaches that make. Now, Paul, you have to understand this. Open your mind to what I'm telling you. I've got coaches. Yes. I want my listener. I have coaches that make more than the program is worth at the university. Let me explain it to you. Their salary is worth more than the 11.5 scholarships that they get for the team, the travel that they have to pay for for the team, the equipment, the tape that they have for the team, and the jerseys for the team, and the scholarship. So when you can pay a coach more than the team is worth, that's like right now today. LeBron James makes a lot of money. But he, they do not pay him more than the franchise is worth. Paul, in college, you have universities that are paying coaches more than the sport they coach is worth because they have to give the money away. It is not amateur. That's the first line. I, I just don't want to go into the coach because it directs me toward my school, and I don't want to do that. But I can tell you for a fact, and I'll prove it to you. There's no question. But we're right back where we started because I said you can't make the fact that this money, which has gone – out of whack. <laughs> That's the, your basis for how you're going with it. Well, when the only reason that we're today concerned if there's going to be sports for the colleges is financial because they're going to go under without it. COVID-19 has put schools mm-hmm. in a situation to where kids are going to lose scholarships. Universities are already dropping sports care, Paul, right now today because The influx of money that football and basketball drives is going to be missing for an 18-month period. Not forever, but for an 18-month period. Mm -hmm. So when you know for a fact that people have made decisions, Paul, you got to understand, Walter Bowers is the father of the NCAA. And before he died, he said student-athlete was nothing but a sham so that he would not have to pay workman's comp. So, Paul, I'm going to give you another example of why this is crazy. If Wilbur Hackett, would have tackled a gentleman and fell into the coach on the sideline. Same thing with Jerry Eves. If I would have flown for a loose ball out of bounds 30 years later and ran into Coach Crum, Coach Crum tore his knee cartilage. I tore my knee cartilage. Ten years later, Coach Crum has a bad knee. He's got workman's comp. Paul, what does Jerry Eves have? A bad knee. 
nothing, not a bit of coverage. It is not amateur, only amateur to the players that are giving up their bodies. Coach Crum would go to the hospital and be paid for, Paul. The athlete, he better have a job or, or, he's, or he's out. Exactly. So, Wilbur Hackett, Wilbur Hackett is an official form the South Carolina quarterback. What happened to him? Is it no? Again, I would feel for the quarterback. So, guys, we've got to get to break. It's twelve forty. I've got the Paul Carroll, former quarterback, University of Kentucky. I've got Wilbur Hackett, the man. I'm in here with two Wildcats. God, it's hard to do. Eve Sports Radio five zero two five seven one ten eighty. Welcome back to Eat Sports Radio. I am Paul. I put you first. Oh Lord, I didn't even see that. Paul, sit down. Paul's dancing. Oh Lord, you just messed up the whole rhythm of the show, Paul. Lexington, <laughs> Kentucky. I've got the Wilbur Hackett, and we appreciate you all listening. I'm going to take a call. I want Steve uh, Elliot. I need to find out is Steve directing his question to Wilbur or Paul or myself. Thank everybody. Here's Steve. Okay. Steve, welcome to Sports Radio. First of all, I want to mention Phil Thompson, who went to Seneca High School with me for six years, 7 through 12. Anyway, great football player with his catch. With his catch in the regional final, we beat DJ by one point to go on to win the state later. Beat Flash A, beat Oscar Brown, who was better than his three kids, that's my opinion. But anyway. Great, great commentary. Great commentary. UK and Seneca, so we, we both have letters from Seneca and letters from the UK. Now, one day I'm on the tennis court. We're on the tennis court with Coach Vemont. I'm a freshman. And he said, boys, you'd be thankful for the football team. We said, what for? He said, they pay, your, they pay for our whole program. They, they pay all, for all the spring. I said, the money, he said, the money they make. I said, what about UK with, with Coach uh, Rupp? He says, no, the money comes from the football team. That's, uh, right. that's, that's right. That is correct. And I remember it to this day. That is correct. That's a fact. No, Steve. No, no. Thank you, Steve. And thank you for mentioning Phil Thompson, who was the guy that everybody wanted to be in college. The best looking, the best athlete, the best personality, best friend, best teammate. What a loss Phil was. Yes, he was. I used and to Phil say, Roof. I used to was, say, he, Phil yeah, Roof I, I used to say, yeah. I used to say he was the second best looking kid at Seneca, but he was. He was the, he was the best looking <laughs> Far above me. And Phil roomed with Greg Page and Nate Northington when they were friends. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Thank you. Eve Sports Radio, 502-571-1080. We'll be back after the break. Mother, mother, there's too many of you Welcome back to Eve Sports Radio. It's 1248. I've got the Wilbur Hackett, first African-American captain of any sport in the SEC, 1969. Of course, Football and baseball official collegiately. We've got Paul Karam written numerous books, and we all understand the documentary Black and Blue. Guys, we dropped off right after Steve asked the question. So, Wilbur, I want you really quickly and Paul to answer Steve's question. Okay. Uh, he was just talking about the gentleman that ruined. Oh, yeah, yeah. Phil Hall Thompson did, was, was, was certainly uh, one, of, one of the. Uh, one of the great players at, at Seneca High School mm-hmm. and also a very, very dear friend of mine uh, at the University of Kentucky. He's also a great person. He was one of the uh, four roommates with Nate and Greg. There were four guys in the room, and Phil was one of the four. So 
Phil played a real, real big part in in in, in the uh, in 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 making it a, a, a Greg and and Nate uh, feel comfortable with being absolutely uh, the first African Americans at the University of Kentucky. Yes, because he was rooming with two African Americans. He was rooming. Yeah, I want people to understand that. Yeah. Not only that, he was the best, he was the prettiest guy. Girls were crazy about Phil. He's a wide receiver, so you would position Phil as a handsome wide receiver as maybe not tough. He was as tough as anybody we had. He still stuck up, stood up to all the guys on the team that were knuckleheads and rough, and you know the Eastern Kentucky guys and all that. I just think the thought the world of Phil. Yeah, he's miss, a great him, guy. miss him no every guy. day. No Excellent, guy. guys. We've probably got seven minutes and. We have to get to the situation of today with the Washington nickname. Um, and uh, again, I'm going to, we know that they're changing, and I'm going to say it once, it's skin name. It's not going to be the mascot name of the Washington team anymore. Originally the Boston, 85 years ago, 87 years ago. Exactly. What is your opinion on that? And we've got a we've got numerous Kansas City Chiefs, mm-hmm. Indians, Braves. There's just numerous team Blackhawks. What is your opinion? What is your stance, Wilbur, on some of the slogans or the nicknames of schools? Of course, I told people Seneca High School mm-hmm. when I was a young kid. I was as proud of that. But I understand I have to re-educate myself. No problem. Right. But it was never a negative. In my opinion, and and, and I've, I've grown up a sports mm-hmm. fan and a football fan all my life. Washington Redskins is all I know. Mm-hmm. But, but here, here's where I am: if change, if things are changing, yes, and if it's if it's offensive to a group of people, then it needs to be changed. Yes, and 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 I will go along with that change. Yes, and uh, if that's what has to take place, then so be it. Let's change it because times have changed. And uh, again, if it's offensive, that's what has to happen. Yes, no, I agree with you 100%. Paul? I think if it's offensive to Native Americans, it has to change. Mm-hmm. But, and so I'm I'm in line with it, okay? Mm-hmm. You you guys got that? Yeah. Am I okay? You're okay. Because, I mean, look where I am, mm-hmm. okay? You're okay. But I want to say this. Mm-hmm. This is not a but, but it's a want to say this. Okay. How did we get so sensitive? I mean, I said your brother, Kerry, was a great athlete, mm-hmm. and you jumped down my throat and said, no, he's not. He's a great person. Exactly right. So if I say Frank Sinatra is a great singer, mm-hmm. is the other guy going to say, you're wrong. He was a great card player? Great I point. I mean, how sensitive have we gotten? Yes. Very, very, very good point. But here's the reason why. You have a group, Paul, that has been in power for 400 years, factual, and has been able to dictate what was sensitive and not sensitive. For 400 years. Fact. So when you look at it under that magnifying glass, you have to start to look and say, it is comes a time to when, this has been documented, and this is why I jumped on you, not your fault. But they have gone through and listened to the commentators in college. This is factual. When they're talking about white players, smart, intelligent, see the game. When they're talking about black players, athletic, fast, brutal, tough. It's a fact, Paul. It's not fiction. They have listened to the commentators describing. Well, I'd have no problem with it, Paul, if the jobs, which is where I am, I'm not hung up on black and white. 
I'm hung up on opportunities, which means green. Why are more African-Americans and Hispanics dying of COVID? Not because they're black and Hispanic. They don't have health insurance, Paul. It comes back to the opportunities to where the jobs are. I just gave you the nepotism row. That's generational wealth, Paul, that is passed down. You've got all the great athletes. You can't name me one that generational wealth has been passed down to. That's why I'm more sensitive. Until that balances out, the money balances out, the opportunities balance out. That's the only reason I'm going to be sensitive. Because the stereotype is African-Americans aren't smart, intelligent. Mm -hmm. They're athletic and fast and strong. That's just the fact. Exactly. And we have grown through that. No, no, I'm not. Guys, jerseys on the back, names and the slogans with the NBA, which will be starting the end of the month. I'll let you know my stance so you won't have any problem. My dad said, your name is all you need on the back of your jersey and represent your name, Eves, correctly. Yes, he did. So we have a lot of people. Stephen A. Smith came up with a little slogan, put vote on the back of the jerseys. Mm What is your stance? What is your stance? I I, I kind of uh, I agree with your dad, Frank. No question. No play. You know my dad. I know your dad, my friend. <laughs> I, I think your name is enough. I I, I I think as long as I know who you are, and it, you know, I think putting too much, adding too much uh, to this is is going to step too far. Exactly. I think I think your name. Uh, and who you who you play for mm-hmm. it is is enough to uh, it's enough. Paul, I think that your body of work, and how you carry yourself as an individual, you want to you want to get through. Be Wilbur Hackett, the man that I've known for fifty five years, that faced every kind of business turmoil and everything else, yeah. and just beat it. Exactly. Drove all the way to Georgetown to work at the Toyota plant from Louisville and back every day. And just clean up your side of the street first. If you if you haven't got a problem, then you must be a wonderful person. Exactly. No, I, I agree with that. Let me tell you something, leaving the show. Alienate. And I think that players are starting to alienate the fan base. Social alienation. Condition in society relationships reflected by a lower degree, degree of integration. Or isolation between individuals and groups. I just don't want the movement to isolate Wilbur, Paul, African Americans from whites, people with money from people that don't. Educational base is high and low. We have to find a way. Wilbur, I talk to my brother all the time. I talk to my high school coach all the time. Mm -hmm. We have to find a way to pull the bottom to the middle, push the middle to the top, and continue to push the top to be the best. That's where we're at. But we do have to find a way to motivate everyone. We cannot alienate or socially isolate groups through names, which is the slogans we were just talking about. I'm not going to mention. I can say the Chiefs. I can say the Braves. I can say the Blackhawks. And I, I can say those names because they haven't been changed yet. But I think that we're getting a little bit in Paul, to your opinion, we're getting a little sensitive. But the real issues must be addressed. Those are financial and economic opportunities that changes everyone's life. Mm-hmm. And that is an issue. Guys, I love you. I appreciate y'all coming. Thanks for listening to Sports Radio. We'll be back tomorrow with Kathleen. Bye-bye.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.